Want to stay up to date in scientific literature, drug information, and pharmacy-related news? You're listening to The Pharmacy Five, the top five things happening in pharmacy this week in five minutes or less. And now, here's your host, Assistant Professor of Pharmacotherapy and Board-Certified Ambulatory Care Pharmacist, Dr. Elizabeth B. Hearn. Hello, and welcome to Farm Five. The date is Friday, September 2nd, 2022. Results from the DELIVER trial confirm Farziga's benefits in heart failure with preserved ejection fraction. The SGLT2 inhibitor dipagliflozin, which is sold under the brand name Farziga, statistically reduced cardiovascular death or worsening heart failure for patients with mildly reduced or preserved ejection fraction. The burden of heart failure symptoms also improved in patients taking Farziga. Back in February, Jardiance, or empagliflozin, expanded its indications to include patients with heart failure and preserved ejection fraction after good results from the Emperor trial. With similarly positive results seen for Farziga in this DELIVER trial, Farziga is expected to be next for this patient population. Just in time for fall vaccine season, Pfizer and Moderna have gained approval of their updated bivalent COVID-19 boosters. The two reformulated mRNA vaccines contain that original COVID-19 strain plus a variant of the Omicron strain. The original monovalent boosters are no longer recommended. Only these updated bivalent boosters should be used from now on. Both updated boosters are just that. They're booster shots. All studies so far have only included individuals with the original two-dose vaccine. So to receive the updated booster for fall, individuals must be at least two months out from their primary vaccination or their most recent booster. It seems an annual reformulation may be a pattern, just like it already is with the flu vaccine, but COVID trends and variants are always hard to predict. Moderna is good to go in adults 18 or older, while Pfizer is good for those as young as 12 years old. Did you see the New York Times article that was titled, How Pharmacy Work Stopped Being So Great? The article explores the stagnation in pharmacist pay, despite added expectations of vaccinations and patient counseling, coupled with short-staffed shifts. The Times explores how the pharmacy school boom in the 2000s, automation, and large prescription drug companies and pharmacy benefit managers created the perfect storm we're seeing today, which was all exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. With more work to do and fewer workers willing to put up with the harsh conditions, pharmacists need help. AACP's vice president and CEO, Lee Vermeulen, has responded to the Times, validating the article and explaining how the aforementioned issues have caused a pendulum swing, resulting in low pharmacy school enrollment rates that are not going to be adequate to keep up with the demand. We urge our listeners to please stay encouraged. More publicity from large players like the Times adds pressure to employers and lawmakers to do what's best for pharmacists. The drug Zenpozyme received fast track, breakthrough therapy, priority review, and orphan drug designations from the FDA, and it's now been approved to treat symptoms of a rare genetic disease called acid sphingomyelinase deficiency, or ASMD. Patients with ASMD lack the enzyme that's needed to break down certain lipids, which can accumulate in large organs. And because of that lipid buildup, patients with ASMD usually have enlarged abdomens, abnormal liver function and blood tests, and fatal neurologic or respiratory symptoms. Zenpozyme is an enzyme replacement therapy that will help prevent that lipid buildup in the liver, spleen, or lungs. Zenpozyme provides hope for the estimated 120 people in the United States with this rare disease. However, the price tag is expected to be around $186,000 each year. A new IL-6 inhibitor called olukizumab has some potential for patients with rheumatoid arthritis. 
A large phase 3 trial has found olukizumab superior to placebo and non-inferior to adalimumab or Humira in patients already taking methotrexate. The olukizumab showed greater than 20% fewer tender and swollen joints and greater than 20% improvement in three of five other rheumatoid domains at week 12. On the flip side, infections occurred in about 70% of patients taking olukizumab. This rate appears slightly higher than other IL-6 inhibitors that are already on the market. So head-to-head trials with longer follow-up periods are needed. Thank you to Dr. Abigail Holsizer for your contributions. That's all for this week, folks. We'll catch you next Friday. Thanks for listening to Pharmacy 5. References for today's episode can be found in the show notes. If you'd like to contribute breaking news and hot topics in pharmacy, find your host on Twitter or TikTok at Liz Hearn PharmD. To receive your weekly update, follow our show, Pharmacy 5, wherever you listen. And we'll see you again next week.